0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, November 10th, and we're talking some Angels baseball. We bring in Angels reporter for MLB.com, Maria Guardado. Maria, thanks very much, as always, for taking the time. And about this time last week, we were talking about the Angels locking up Justin Upton for five years, $106 million. And last night, Upton wins his third Silver Slugger award. So, I guess, right off the top, Maria, it's not a bad way to turn to your fans and kind of say see he's he's worth the money, right
1: yeah, exactly. I think that you know the Silver Slugger award kind of represents a lot of what the angels are hoping to get out of Justin Upton moving forward uh, you know they kind of got a glimpse of what he's capable of, capable of doing on the offensive end after acquiring him from the Tigers for that final month of the season, and even though their playoff push kind of fell short, I think that Upton for the most part you know did what what they expected of him, which is you know provided a you know, power and really help solidify the middle of the lineup. Uh, you know, adding a big bat behind Mike Trout um, and really kind of bolstering uh, their offense, which had struggled for much of the season. So, uh, I think it's going to be really exciting to see how how much he can make, how much of an impact he can have over the course of a full season. And obviously, he's going to be here for you know the next in Anaheim for the next five years. So, um, I think he's definitely going to be a big piece for this team moving forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he set career highs between both teams at Homers and RBIs last season. So you make a good point now for a full season with the Angels. What can he bring? Obviously, Mike Trout, the most complete player in baseball, but he did have injury issues last year. But, you know, you'd like to think that wouldn't be the case moving forward with Trout. But another guy in the middle of that order that the Halos have really relied on, and he's getting up there a little bit in age, Albert Puholtz. Uh, is he someone that the front office is a little worried about in terms of production dipping and injury concerns, or is he still, you know, penciled in there next year, ready to roll?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Albert Pujols, I think, is, you know, he's coming off a, a season in which, he's, you know, his projection was, was pretty much, you know, across the board were career lows for him. Um, you know, he really, his on-base percentage was pretty low, his batting average was pretty pretty low, and I think a lot of that was the fact that, he just doesn't run very well anymore. So, you know, even though he hits the ball hard, you know, if it's on the ground, usually he's not going to be able to beat out a lot of singles. So, um, you know, I think that that really kind of ate away at his production. And I think another thing that really wasn't helping him was the fact that he's even admitted that he wasn't in great shape this season. And um, I think part of that is because he, last year he had that foot surgery in December. And I think that really kind of prevented him from, from getting to spring training in optimal shape. And then I think that kind of, you know, it didn't help him throughout the, the whole uh, course of the season. But I think that the Angels are, are still optimistic that he can kind of bounce back and and be, you know, the the you know, the offensive presence that he has been for for most of his career. Um, you know, the, the one thing that gives them hope, I hope I think, is that he's not projected to have any surgeries this offseason, so he'll really have the whole winter to kind of focus on fitness and nutrition and getting back into shape. And he said that that's his, his primary goal. So. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting to see uh, you know what he looks like when when he shows up in spring training and if he can really kind of recapture um you know the offensive form that has really defined his career for for you know you know, more than a
0: decade. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he does regain that form, look out when you have Upton and Trout and Pujols in the middle of that order. Mm-hmm. If Pujols is back to that form, uh, other angels receiving more hardware this past week, shortstop, Angelton Simmons, catcher, Martin Maldonado, both winning gold gloves. First time the Halos have had two winners, um, gold glove winners since 2002. And Maldonado, a uh, pretty cool story. He's been a longtime backup catcher. Uh, kind of talk about his progress and how it got to this point. Now to get that award, it's nice to see that hard work come through and then get the results and even the trophy to show for it.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, as you said, you know Maldonado's kind of rise is really a really nice story. That, I mean, you know, he had spent most of his career. He was actually originally drafted by the Angels, and then uh, he got released as when when he was younger, and then he kind of picked up again. Uh, in Milwaukee. And with the Brewers, he kind of ended up breaking into the majors and was kind of a long time backup to Jonathan Lucroy. And, you know, he didn't really get his first opportunity to be a starting catcher until he came back to Anaheim when the angels acquired him in an off season trade. Um, And he ended up kind of seizing that starting role and, you know, ended up being kind of an iron man behind the plate for them. he caught like a major league leading 137 games and really impressed. I think the angels with his, his, you know, his outstanding arm, his, you know his blocking his pitch framing everything so i think that his his award is definitely well deserved um you know and he it's something that he he really waited for for a long time he's not really exactly young anymore he's 31 so uh it's kind of nice to see him uh you know kind of break through and have this and get this award uh even kind of as a you know middle stage of his career i think
0: yeah, no, it's definitely a cool thing to see a guy work for it and then get some recognition uh, along the way um, later in his career. Uh, Maria, you also wrote this week about, you know, we were talking about Upton now in the fold, infield in fantastic shape, but you were looking at other needs, really, and you mentioned infield and pitching staff. Uh, who among the team's own free agents are they going to try and retain? And then what are you hearing outside the team in free agency as we're now in the full, first full week of the offseason that uh, the Halos could go after?
1: Sure. So I mean, Billy Epler hasn't really committed to to you know to chasing any specific position. He's kind of just open to to improving anywhere. He kept saying that he he'll, he'll be opportunistic. Um, but I think that you know given the fact that they've now locked up Justin Upton and kind of filled their their big void in left field, um, you know I think that if they're going to pick any positions to improve, really I think the the most obvious ones would be second base and then either third or first base. Um, you know they don't really have anyone to. Who's coming back? Who can really slide in to, you know and be that second baseman? You know they tried Danny Espinoza and he didn't really work last year. He ended up getting released. Um, you know they they acquired Brandon Phillips for the last months of, of the season and he helps, but he's free agent, so um, I'm not sure what, the, what their level of interest in bringing back Phillips would be because he's a guy who's kind of older and um, you know I'm not sure how many boxes he kind of checks in terms of their their you know priorities for that position. Um, but you know I think you could see the Angels in play for you know, maybe guys like Mike is just because he's kind of like a homegrown uh, L.A. area native um, and someone who, like, you know, a left-handed bat who's kind of helped shore up, keep showing up their offense and also play third. Other guys like, you know, Eduardo Nunez maybe is, you know, someone who's a little bit more flexible and can play both second and third base, I think could also be, you know, a good fit. So, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see what the Angels do. Um, and that's just in terms of, the you know, the infield. I think in terms of their pitching staff, um, you know, they have a lot of guys who are kind of projected to be healthy in spring training, but a lot of those guys don't have super long, durable track records. So I think it, it, you know, would behoop them to kind of help bolster that pitching staff and help, you know, bring in some durability. So they could also be in play for some starting pitchers, perhaps. And, you know, in terms of their bullpen, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see if they're try to bring back Keith Miller Petit, who is, you know, one of their more valuable pitchers this season, um, and just really made his mark as kind of a multi-inning reliever who was very you know, flexible and versatile out of that bullpen and really made an impact for them.
0: We're talking with MLB.com reporter Maria Guardado, talking Angels baseball, and we'll switch gears for a moment, and obviously this was a very hard week for baseball as a whole and really the sporting world, uh, Roy Halladay, uh, tremendous pitcher and a tremendous person, uh, more importantly, passed away at the age of 40 this past week in, a, in just a tragic plane crash in Florida. And, uh, Maria, just I don't know if you've covered Roy or, or been around him in the past, but just your impressions overall of just a, a tough situation in baseball and the reaction from around the sporting world um, with this tragedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I you know didn't get the opportunity to really – cover Roy Halladay or really interact with him. So, you know, my impressions of him are just based on, you know, a lot of the, you know, tributes to him that I was reading. And, you know, just from everything I saw, you know, it was really clear that he was a very great person, respected competitor. And, you know, your heart just breaks and you kind of hear these stories, especially knowing that he's leaving behind, you know, a family, two young kids. So, you know, it was really shocking and just extremely sad to hear, you know, these stories come through. But, you know, like I said, you know, just reading about him, um, you know, it was just really clear that he was an outstanding citizen, and you know, just really feel for his family and for the entire baseball community.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Well said. It's just, um, it's, it's shocking, as you said, when something like that happens. Very jarring uh, in general. Um, We'll end with a question now uh, about the Angels and just looking at the team next year and, and, and just the farm system in general, wondering, is there young talent in the organization if fans are looking towards Arizona Fall League now and seeing, OK, who's going to pop in this off season? Who's really going to be someone who could come up and make their mark even next year at the major league level? If there were one or two guys that were in your head. Um, who would they be? Yeah, so uh,
1: yeah, a lot of the, the Angels top top prospects um, are are kind of really young and really haven't you know, played above high A's balls. So, you know, guys like Jemai Jones and Joe Adele, who was their first-round pick this season. But I think that one guy who you could see who could jump up and, and make an impact this year is uh, a right-hander named Jaime Barilla, uh, who who's kind of shot from uh, Class A advanced to Triple A this, this season and, you know, pitched in the Futures game and did really well. And I think that um, he's a guy who could, I think, you know, has the potential to break into the majors next year and, you know, the potential rotation depth, um, and, you know, given the the amount of injuries that the Angels have kind of struggled with in the last two seasons, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting a call uh, You know, if something similar happens. So, um, you know, he's a guy that's been kind of singled out by, by Billy Upler as someone who could impact the club next year, and I, I definitely think that he might get the opportunity. So I think it will be exci- exciting to see him uh, when he finally arrives in Anaheim.
0: Absolutely. We'll look for that. And, Maria, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for the time, as always. We really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'm Darwin Zook, and thanks for tuning in to MLB.com Extras.